Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob. Hey there and welcome to another edition of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. However you're accessing the show, once again, you can find us online at realgolfradio.com. Twitter handle is at realgolf. Instagram, you can find us Real Golf Radio there as well as Facebook. And thanks for being with us. we got a great show for you today. The playoffs are upon us. I know there's preseason football. Put that aside for a few more weeks. It's the playoffs in golf. We're going to talk about them. Northern Trust kicking things off. Liberty National. Uh, A lot of things to discuss as far as that is concerned. We'll give you a rundown of the top players. Also, Tigers uh, title defense at the Tour Championship in jeopardy after withdrawing this week. Um, We're also going to go through an interesting story with a good friend of ours, Boy Summerhays, who is the instructor for Tony Finau, who's making a charge of his own out there at the Northern Trust. His kids have been on an amazing, they've had an amazing summer. Let's just put it that way. They've been on a tear. Yeah, uh, really on a mission of what they've been able to do from his uh, 16, now 17-year-old son qualifying for the U.S. Open next year by way of winning the U.S. Junior. Also, his daughter, 14, about to turn 15, uh, qualifying to play in the Utah Men's State Amateur and making it to match play, going on to play into match play in the U.S. Girls Junior, and then losing in the finals of the U.S. Women's. Uh, you, you, sorry, the Utah women's amateur. So, I mean, it has been one heck of a summer for our good friend Boyd Summerhays, and I think it's uh, only right that we get him on and talk a little bit about that journey, and you're going to hear some in-depth conversation with Boyd as a dad and as a golf coach of what that's been like. Yeah, it's been pretty cool to to watch and pretty cool to see. I've had an opportunity to play with Grace before, um, played with her in the media day for the Utah State Amateur when she was qualifying, when she qualified as a uh, the youngest female to play in it. And, um, you know, watching her game, watching her hit the ball, playing from the back tees, it was pretty amazing, and she played some great golf. She has, a, yeah, I mean, a, a bit, big disadvantage with the length that she was uh, forced to play with, uh, and yet she held her own making it to match play. Really impressive stuff. An impressive player and a, and a, and a player that's only been really playing competitive golf for a couple of years. Yeah, he, um, Boyd has said that, that it's only about three years that she's really dove into 
um, and her learning curve's been on an acceleration that's pretty cool. So there's a lot to get to. You'll hear that in-depth conversation here in hour number one. Preview of uh, the playoffs continues here on Real Golf Radio. America's favorite caddy stops by. Our good friend Jeremy Butler from Fujikura. They're releasing a couple of the new versions of the Ventus Shaft. It's a little tech talk with JB. It's all coming up on this edition. Stay tuned. We're just getting started on Real Golf Radio. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, thank a golf course superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 Stand Bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. This segment brought to you by Callaway and the Epic Flash Driver, the number one driver on tour. Check out CallawayGolf.com, and we appreciate their sponsorship of the show. We appreciate you tuning in each and every week right here on Real Golf Radio or podcast sites or Sirius XM 211, however, however you access the show. Thank you for being alongside. We appreciate it. And uh, I'll tell you what, FedEx Cup playoffs, uh, first event of three and yeah we got preseason football going on and uh, we've got uh, all of that college football is just a few weeks away I, I think this is doing exactly what the pga tour wanted we got the playoffs everyone's focused you got the biggest names playing this time of the year and they're going to crown a champion before things really get started on official season for football and so uh, bob let's start with a couple of uh, headlines uh, before we move any further tiger woods withdrawing friday doesn't play his second round oblique strain um, you know, what, what do you make of this? This is, this is certainly disheartening. Uh, although I'm, I'm not surprised whether it's an oblique strain or, or something else. Um, and, and again, oblique strain could be related to the back. Uh, if the back's hurting, maybe he's having to, his, his muscles and his obliques are having to hold it differently. And it finally gave out. Not sure, uh, what all the details are here, but he, it was clear that he was straining to play golf and he wasn't playing very good golf. Well, yeah, is the interesting thing is he was hitting the ball in the fairway off the tee for the most part, um, driving it much better, but his uh, irons were where he was struggling, especially his wedges. Had some difficulty with some wedge shots and that kind of thing, um, and, uh, and that cost him some bogeys in round one. But the thing I find interesting is, you know, uh, he withdraws from the golf tournament. He shoots 75 in the first round, four over par. Um, you know, uh, Maybe this was too far outside the cut line, going to require too much energy to get back inside the cut line. And so I'm going to shut it down, uh, say it's an oblique strain, and then uh, you know go on to the following week at uh, Medina and have a better chance where I've had a lot of success, won a couple PGA championships, that kind of thing, and uh, and we'll go from there. So I don't know what what the thinking is. Um, his, his, uh, Wednesday practice round was very similar to what he did at Augusta, just, uh, you know, chips and putting and stuff like that around the greens and, and everything when, uh, when he was in the pro-am, uh, this week. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a, a head scratcher, um, for a lot of people to see that, uh, he went ahead and withdrew this week. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I look at it in two ways. One, you're saying that it might, might possibly, be an injury. It might not be an injury. It might just be right. that he's in a bad position. I think it's pretty clear that something's bothering him, whether it's the back or what have you. It Something's bothering him. He, he wasn't hitting shots. I don't think that was a planned approach to just hit wedges and putters, you know, on, in the pro-am. So I think there was something limiting his ability to do that. And, you know, I mean, he, yeah, he said he got tight. Yeah. He's, and he's told us that he's like, some days yep. my body works. Sometimes it doesn't. And I just don't think it's working right now. I, I quite frankly, it sounds to me like you expect to see him at Medina next week. Oh, I do. Yeah, and I, I and I understand the success he's had, but I'm I'm just to, to the point where I'm like, dude, shut it down, man. Well, I expect him to see it. See him at Medina. Um, he went into this week 28 in the, uh, in the FedEx Cup points and automatically dropped to 35 um, by virtue of his withdrawal. He, you know, he needs to go. He wants to play the the tour championship. Three weeks in a row is probably tough on him with his back. Um, so he went and got a competitive round in. Now go to Medina, play four competitive rounds, 
and then uh, hopefully get himself back into the tour championship where he's got a, where he's the defending champion. Well, I guess I can appreciate that, but, and he's a competitor, but at the same time, you know what? I'd love to see him continue to be healthy, even if he's only playing a few events a year. And to me, it looks like he's pushing it a little bit. Um, not sure if he's willing at this age or this stage of his career to push it further than he should, but um, I, I, so maybe that's why he's shutting it down. But I just, again, I, I don't want to see him next week if he's going to go out and shoot 75. Like, I'd rather just, you know, you got, you're the President's Cup captain. Focus yeah, on that. Focus on do that. what you need to do. You know, take some time off. Let your body heal. Take a break. And uh, But, look, it's not as if he's been pushing it. I mean, I, I thought it was really poignant that uh, the Golf Channel last night um, put up a stat that said that uh, Tiger's only played um, 13 competitive rounds since the Masters, and only two yeah, of those rounds crazy, has he shot yeah. in the 60s. Yep. That is really crazy. So it's not that he's been playing too much golf. He hasn't been playing a lot of golf, and I think most of that is because he hasn't been able, his body hasn't allowed him to play. And then to only have two rounds in the 60s? I can't imagine if we were to do a quick dive on Gary Woodland, uh, Brooks Kepka, Shane Lowry. If you were to look at those major winners from the year, I don't think you would find that they've only got two rounds in the 60s the yeah. rest of the year. I mean, yep. it's, it's something's going on there with Tiger. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, we've seen this before. We've seen it many, many times with the different excuses for why he withdrew or, you know, that kind of thing. So it, it'll be interesting to see what comes of this and how, and how it all transpires. Yeah, I think uh, President's Cup, uh, he had a meeting this week and a dinner with, with a lot of players. And there's still, you know, a lot more events before he, ha- he has to do his captain's picks. Uh, after next week, it'll be the top eight will be locked in. But, um, yeah, focus a little bit more on that and not necessarily on any of the events coming, coming down the pike. No, I like what you said there. Yeah, and, and I like that he's hosting these events. And let's t- transition to the other headline, and that's Jordan Spieth, who was missing from that picture of all of yes. those players there with Tiger in President's Cup prep. It, it does make you wonder if Jordan gets a pick the way he's um, played this year and has seemed to struggle, especially on the weekends. And yet you look at an accomplished player having won, you know, four major championships 11 times on the PGA Tour. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, that you would expect and has been in, on all these teams. You would expect that he would be on the team. But maybe it's time that, that regardless of your status, so to speak, that you take whoever the best players are in these captain's picks. And, and that might not include Jordan. However, Jordan with a great start uh, this week. And again, I think the key and the question marks really come on how he plays now through the weekend with this great start. No doubt about it. Yeah, you know, rounds of uh, 67 and 64 um, and 11 under par. That's, that's a vast improvement. Yeah, you know, his putting's starting to come around. His iron shots are starting to come around. But like you said, Jordan Spieth, uh, coming into the week is 29th on the on the um, the President's Cup list, but he's trending in the correct direction. So it'll be interesting to see if he can continue that on, like you said, during the rest of the weekend, and if he can continue it on next week. Should he be able to get into the top 30? 
I think I gave Jordan four. I think he's got three major championships. However, um, impressive stuff there uh, with what Jordan has done so far on his resume and definitely a storyline going into the weekend at the Northern Trust. All right, as we mentioned, some special stuff going on with Boyd Summerhays. His uh, role as a coach, his role as a dad, and uh, the way his kids have performed this summer. Really interesting stuff. A conversation, a deep conversation with Boyd Summerhays next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CBX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. 
for real. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back into Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. It's uh, playoffs underway on the PGA Tour. And, of course, they're at Liberty National. Uh, terrific uh, transformation of a piece of property there just outside of Manhattan. Uh, really cool uh, history with this event as well. And anxious to see how this one all plays out and gets things started. Just one of three, as we've talked about, rather than the four that they've had in the FedEx Cup playoffs so far. But uh, as promised, uh, really pleased to welcome in our good friend, and our next guest, uh, he's, of course, a coach out there on the PGA Tour uh, for notables uh, such as Tony Finau. Also, he's uh, quite the dad coach as well. His kid's making him proud this <laughs> summer. Caddy. What's that? <laughs> and caddy. Yeah, well, that's part of being a dad coach, right? I guess being a caddy as well. <laughs> no, uh, not too prideful to slip on that caddy vest. We like that as well. Uh, Boyd Summerhay is kind enough to join us right now. Hey, Boyd, how are you, man? Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Yes. I appreciate it. Yeah, good. It's you know what we've been wanting to catch up with you. First of all, I mean, can you just characterize this summer? We we could go down a list. You know, you got your son winning the Utah State Am and the U.S. Junior back to back weeks. Your daughter Grace qualified for the Utah State Amateur Men's uh, Tournament, made it to match play, and then uh, went on to uh, play in the U.S. Girls Junior, lost in the finals to the Utah Women's State Am. I mean, it has been really and and crazy season. You've documented it very well on social media, which is great for the rest of us, but. How would you just, I mean, not put your coaching hat aside, but just as a dad, what's this been like this summer? I mean, I think I'm going to be able to sit back after the summer. Yeah, the kids have been practicing nonstop playing in tournaments. I think when we look back on this summer, I think it'll it'll be a special uh, season for both of them that really built their confidence and made them progress in their careers. I think as – as I, as a dad and a coach, uh, you know, I've, I've always expressed, and, and people have followed me on social media, the confidence I have in my kids and what I think of them, what they can do, and um, I think it's really important for their development to, you know, they've proven that they can win on the state level and the regional level, and, and you know, Preston's done some amazing things, but to win the U.S. Junior to get the U S open exemption two years of exemption in the U S amateur and all the other doors that it opens up into other events, he's going to get in to play and compete against some of the best players in the world. It, it, it was really exciting for me to see as a dad. Um, and I'll tell you what, I, 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 the week after was hard for me not to be emotional and get choked up when I thought about it. Um, and it was a lot because of the response that he got from a lot of people and the response I got, it meant a lot to me that it meant so much to other people. Uh, I had over 2000 messages, whether it was on my phone or messages, direct messages onto social media, on Instagram or Facebook, emails, phone calls. And, and that, it, it just meant a lot to me. I'm always trying to have my kids you know, be gracious in defeat and victory. And it, it, it made me feel good that a lot of people took a lot of pride in his win. A lot of people felt a part of it. And that made it just a little bit more sweet for us. And, uh, you know, he had some really cool, amazing uh, messages. You know, obviously he's really close with Tony. And uh, they had a really f- cool phone call before Tony's final round at the Open Championship where, you know, the USGA captured a really cool picture of them chatting. And, uh that was special. Brooks Kepka reached out to Preston. He's 
Preston's played with Brooks a few holes back three years ago. And Brooks, he must have seen, you know, obviously Brooks was on the rise up and he played three holes with Preston. And when he got done, I didn't know Brooks at the time, that he's a lot more um, friendly than people give him credit for. And and he cares about, he's he's more giving than what people think. And he, he came out to Preston and said, hey, that was really nice playing with you good luck with your golf and Preston kind of just his shy little kid he's only 14 he says hey thanks and he goes no good luck with your golf he says I'll see you out here in a few years and every time Brooks had seen him since whether it was six months in between three months or even one time about a year he finds him comes up to him asks him how he's doing he sends him a message after he wins you know that makes it special Gary Woodland U.S. Open champion at Pebble Beach reaches out to Preston um, Xander Shoffley. I mean, just so many guys, um, tour players that really took the time to tell him congratulations. And that meant a lot to me as a dad. So it still is sinking in. Even when he was out this week with me here at the, at the first playoff event, just the response that he's getting from people. I mean, it means a ton for me as a dad because yeah, the coaching part is cool to see your kid do great, but I'm still mainly his dad. That's my most important role with him. And so to see my son work as hard as he has and to accomplish one of his main goals, it was two goals in one. He wanted to win the U.S. Junior, and he's always said and vocalized that he wanted to play a PGA Tour event before he left high school. The Corn Ferry Tour event was big this summer, but a PGA Tour event is what he truly meant. It wasn't just a Corn Ferry Tour event. And now he's going to be playing in a, not only a PGA Tour event, but his first major championship, U.S. Open, at one of the toughest golf courses in the world at Wingfoot, a famed golf course. So to see it all come together, I, I still you know smile just thinking about it. And you had a chance uh, to 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 get Preston out at Wingfoot this week um, there while you're while you're there in New, in the New York area. Tell us a little bit about that golf course and and how you think it's going to stack up for Preston. Yeah, I just didn't want to have it come down to where we came out just a week before or three, four days before and really honestly didn't know exactly what shots were going to be required. I just think that, uh, you know, from my experience, I just don't want to do that to him. So I wanted to have him going into the upcoming year just knowing, number one, what shots he requires, but also just let him know where he's at. And so um, it's a great golf course. you got to work the ball both ways off the tee. It's really long, which – Thank goodness Preston's a lot bigger and stronger than he was before, so length won't be an issue. He hits it a long ways. Um, but it's just right there in front of you. Wingfoot is incredibly difficult because of a combination of length with the fairway, and you got to work it both ways, and the greens are obviously difficult. So um, it was just great to see kind of how his game already looks on it, and he'll have one year to improve, and we're not banking everything on that one tournament. Right, whether he plays good or not, it'll be just like the Corn Ferry Tour event. He'll go into it knowing, no matter how he plays, we are going to be better leaving the U.S. Open next year just for the experience and the work that went into trying to be prepared for it. So, it was he he to spend that day with my son today, looking at the course, playing the course with my. I, I never play golf. I'm busy coaching traveling, working with my kids and then with tour players or other clients I have. I got to play with my son at Wingfoot, getting ready for his first major championship. Today was just an awesome day as a dad just to enjoy it. And and I thoroughly, it didn't even matter what I shot. I mean, he, he kicked my butt like he always, well, he usually does. 
And uh, <laughs> I enjoyed every minute of it, just seeing him and some of the shots that he's developed over the last couple of years and kind of seeing his eyes light up. And, and he's a confident kid, and, and I love that about him. You know, he's going to come and try to be ready to compete. And today was a nice, uh, nice practice round for him so he can kind of know exactly that he will need to work the ball a little bit right to left and left to right off the tee. You won't do very well if you can't shape the ball off the tee at Wingfoot. Boyd Summerhays joining us here on Real Golf Radio. And, you know, he's going to carry some Casper karma in there with him as well. You know, Billy Casper having won there the U.S. Open in 1959, his first major championship. And, you know, so uh, he's, he's got that in his back pocket, which uh, will make for a nice story, especially uh, here at home. Yeah, it was really cool. Our host today, the one of the, the members, uh, the member that took us out, he didn't know that we um, know the family and, and know Billy and uh, he's like, yeah, Casper in, uh, in 59 on this hole. And I just smiled and Preston's like, I have a signed golf ball, Billy. So it was really <laughs> cool. It was a special moment there on, on the third hole. They were referring to where he laid up on a really long par three to stay away from all the trouble to where you can shoot up the green and still make a par. So that was really cool today. When Bob and I had a chance to play there, probably in <laughs> 2003 or 2004, it was, it was the year that Shinnecock was hosting uh, and Retief won out there at the U.S. Open. We had a chance to go play there, and here we are, you know, Bob is Billy's son, and and uh, we get there, and, and we get to that, that tee box and, on three, and the caddy starts telling the story, and, and he doesn't realize that Bob's the son, and he's like, oh, my gosh. that's so." And then Bob just promptly takes out a rescue club and rips it right in the, about eight feet from the hole. <laughs> and it's like, well, <laughs> there's the difference from 1959 to 2004 right there. Yeah, no doubt. I can't imagine how long it played back then. I know they've lengthened the course, but still, that must have been one heck of a long course back then for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, well, the interesting yeah. thing is when when my dad my dad was staying with a friend in uh, that week, and uh, after playing his first practice round on the golf course, he came home and he said, "If ever I'm going to win the U.S. Open, it's going to be on this golf course." And then he went on to win. Wow, that's really cool. And, you know, I guess that was just the beginning because he, he took down Olympic Club uh, seven years later as well. So, hey, Boyd, you got one sec. If you can hang on with us through the break, we'll come back. Time. Yeah, yeah. got to talk to you about the playoffs and, and uh, much more as well. Boyd Summerhays joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll continue the conversation next. Stay tuned. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirsttee.org. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags 
set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. Your hands. With the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Again, hit us up on Twitter, at Real Golf is where you can find us. Continuing our conversation with Boyd Summerhays. He's out of the playoffs in Liberty National this week, Northern Trust Open. We just uh, had a good conversation about uh, Boyd with you and your son playing wing foot and getting ready for next year's U.S. Open. Of course, uh, Preston Summerhays winning the U.S. Junior, getting an exemption into the U.S. Amateur for a couple of years, plus next year's U.S. Open, which is super cool, and it's been quite the summer for Preston. But as I mentioned in the, in the previous segment, your daughter Grace, who is a few years younger, I guess two years younger, right, than Preston, yeah. she had this summer as well, which was incredible, qualifying for a men's state amateur here in Utah, making it to match play. And uh, losing in the finals of the women's state amateur, and then also playing and making it to match play in the uh, in the, in the U.S. girls junior as well. So I guess talk about her and and what all this experience has meant to her this summer as well. It's rare when both your kids are playing really well both at the same time, you know. Because as a dad and a coach, you know Preston's out there doing all these great things, and maybe Grace is struggling a little bit with her game. It's just hard for me to fully enjoy the summer because that's just you, you want both both your kids that are playing competitively to do well. So for me to see my daughter come on so strong this summer, uh, I mean, there's nothing like seeing your daughter play great golf. And she's, her and Preston are really close. They train together. They practice hard. They work out together. They go to the same physical trainer, do the same workouts. Um, they do online school together. They're very close. And 
Preston's success has always driven Grace. She's been able to practice with Preston, and she looks up to him. And so for them both to be able to play the men's state amateur together and have her shoot 72 on the goal course, 7,350 yards. They played a U.S. Public Links championship there. I was caddying on the bag, and, um, you know, I, I talked about this before, but, you know, I don't really show a ton of emotion, but when she made a birdie putt on 17 where I knew she was going to make uh, match play. I mean, I got fired up. That was the most excited I gotten all summer. So um, I knew that this this level of play for Grace was gonna. I think she's always believed that she was good and she was seeing some success. But you still have to go to the next level and do it too. So she carried on this confidence and good play from the, the men's state amateur and the experiences she learned. She got in the first round of match play. She was only one down at the turn, and she had a very simple two putt off the fringe on ten, and it didn't. She didn't get it down in two, and you know she got it. She got a little bit flustered. It was a big scene for her playing against a former college player, and it just didn't go her way. But she learned from it, and she got to the win. You know, the U.S. Girls Junior made match play, and she beat two very good players in the first two rounds of match play, and she ended up losing to the eventual winner. But she took what she learned from the men's state am and turn that into great success in the U.S. Girls Junior. And that was huge because she was one of the youngest girls to make match play, let alone how young she was getting to the Sweet 16 and eventually losing to the winner. And then she made a great run at the, the Women's State Ammo at Logan Country Club. She had her worst round of the season in the first round of stroke play to where she had to buckle down and have a good second day, which she did. She shot 71 in stroke play to get the fifth seed for the sixth seed. And then she started to play some great golf. And, and Kirsten just played a great final round against her, played a great match, made the clutch putts to win. But Grace did enough to win, which is cool. She didn't lose it. Kirsten won. And for, for me to see my daughter really have her hard work pay off, and she's always competed against bigger, stronger, faster boys. And, and high school great players, college players, some mini tour players that she plays with. And she gets to play some tour pros. And to see her be able to play against her own age group, in some cases in the, in the girls' junior golf, and then older girls in the women's state am, and then the men, and test herself in three different areas of, of um, competition, and to be successful in all three of them, I'm, I'm just so proud of her. And, and, and it's made it a really fun summer for me that both had a great summer. And it's, it's been one of my, my favorite years in coaching and as a dad, for sure. Some, uh, summer I'll never forget. It's been pretty cool too that she. I mean, she hasn't been playing competitive golf all that long, has she? No, she's raw. She was a swimmer. Um, she'd come to the course with us, but she had no interest in competing. So she'd come and hit balls, and we'd have fun. And and but when it, when my kids don't show a level to do it competitively, that's not the goal. So I don't worry so much about developing their skill set. When she started to get more serious about it and put the time in and wanted to be good at it. Um, man, she put in the workload to get good and she started to play a lot of tournaments and for only playing tournaments for three years, seriously, about two and a half, her progress is remarkable. And her only challenge is going to be that not every year can she continue to progress like this. That's just not a natural progression. The better you get, the harder it's going to get to get better. But like you said, it is incredible. And when I look back, my, my social media account with Instagram and Facebook, it's just a journal. It's a personal journal for me 
to where I can remember where they're coming from. And they, my kids can look back and say, wow, okay, two years ago, that's what I swung like. Holy cow. That was my putting stroke or man, I couldn't chip back then. When I look back on my, my journal, Instagram, social media, I cannot believe how much better she's gotten in two years. And, and I've been really, it's been a magical year for her too. In a sense, I've taken her, her to a couple of tour events. She went to the masters along with me Mm -hmm. and a lot of these tour players, Ricky Fowler, Xander, Tony, um, Gary Woodland, they, they take notice. They're like, man, your daughter's really good, huh? It's not just your son. I'm like, yeah, Grace is the real deal. And so that's filled her with confidence too, just being around other great players that are starting to take notice because that's the challenge of being a, a dad and a coach to two really good players is that Preston's done some amazing things for quite some time. The youngest winner in the state am, then repeats, then wins the U.S. Junior. Um, sometimes some of Grace's, you know, great play or how good she is sometimes before got, you know, overlooked, but that's not happening anymore. Everyone knows because of this summer that Grace in her own right is an incredible player and is going to have a bright future. And that's been really fun for me to see that they've been able to make their own names and, and be happy for each other and support each other. You know, Preston wanted Grace to succeed. He caddied for her at, at the U.S. Junior after playing 21 rounds in 14 days between the U.S. <laughs> Amateur or the Utah State Am and the U.S. Junior. And Preston needed one day to recoup, and he's like, "Dad, I'm going to go on the bag, and I want to help Grace play as good as she can." So um, it's fun for me to see both my kids train together, work hard together, and see some good results. So it's it's yeah, I, I'm still a little bit like pinching myself about this summer for both my kids. <laughs> Boyd Summerhays joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I want to go back to something you said there a minute ago. The hard, the better you get, the harder it is to improve. Um, you, obviously, you're working with tour pros as well, Wyndham Clark, Tony yeah. Finau. Uh, what is it about that? Um, and, and what do you – obviously, most of the pe- folks listening are not tour pros. But we all in our mind think that maybe if we worked hard enough, we could get what we think is there, even though we really can't. But anyway, the point being – how do you, how do you, what do you work on then? What are the little things as you get better uh, that are the little, what little things do you need to improve to make those strides even after you've improved to a certain level? One, one thing I do with my kids and, and my students is I make them make detailed strength and weakness charts and then their goals. Um, I, I think it's not enough anymore to just work hard. I think you have to work hard and smart at the same time. Um, it's so competitive. The, the The better you get, the more competitive it gets. And the, I call it, I always tell my kids and students, the, the margin of error becomes more thin the higher, you know, you progress in the game or the better you get. And so you got to get more detailed. So in my, you know, my, my students will have a journal of, their strength and weakness chart. Sometimes they'll do that every couple months, sometimes every four months, but at least, you know, three times, four times a year where they will very specifically write down their strengths, write down their weaknesses, and then allocate in order, you know, say, say I did a strength and weakness chart with Preston maybe two years ago. And one of them was uh, a 50 yard bunker shot. And my point with him was like, yeah, I agree. But that's everybody. That's how many times do you get in a 50 yard bunker shot? Let's hardly spend any time on that. But this weakness of miss, you know, three putts or not making enough putts in eight, inside eight feet. Wow. If we make those average or above average to a strength, we're saving 
a half a shot around, a shot around. So in a two, three, four day tournament, we're talking multiple shots. So you have to get just more specific. The better you get, you just have to be more honest with yourself, more, um, yeah, more critical, I guess, more, more, more honest and really say, okay, this, this is costing me a half a shot around. This is costing me one shot a tournament. That doesn't sound like a lot, but it is as you get better. So I would just suggest people making strength and weakness charts. I always like making strengths too, because great players tend to play to their strengths. Uh, Tiger Woods won so many major championships. In my opinion, he got hot with his, he was great at driving the ball for two, a two, three you know, year stretch. And he won and dominated tournaments by several strokes. But the driver for most of his career has been his Achilles heel. Well, for so long, he played away from it. His iron game was his strength. His short game was his strength and his power and his mind. And so he'd hit the three, three wood off the tee. Did, I remember so many tournaments where he'd hit that two iron stinger around the whole time and play to his strength. So make, I would encourage the better players that are trying to make, you know, a little bit of a jump because it is difficult. Make a strength chart and a weakness and then put in order on the weakness what they are really of how they're going to save the shot. So you may have five, six weaknesses, but don't start working on the sixth, you know, most important weakness start at one and two and start to work there. So I think that that will give you better results doing it like that. And my kids kind of have their charts sitting in their room or on their phone and both places where they're seeing it all the time when they go to the course. So they just are very aware of what they need to be doing. Most people practice what they're good at, like bottom line. It makes you yeah, feel no good. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, it, no doubt it about just, it. You have, to, you have to maintain your strengths. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not for neglecting your strengths, but most people practice their strengths and spend most of their time on their strengths. It's more fun. It's more enjoyable. It makes them feel good, but it's not as effective as maintaining, spending some time on the strengths, and then really diligently getting into those weaknesses and trying to make a weakness. Just, just get it to average would make a huge difference in your game. So I, I'd encourage people to do that is spend a little bit of time on maintaining strength and a lot of time on trying to turn a weakness or two into an average or above average, you know, skill set. Cool. Hey, um, so, uh, Tony had a great, uh, event at the open championship, uh, another top 10. Um, and now he comes into, uh, the stretch, you know, the, the playoffs and the tour championship coming up also, uh, trying to get into uh, the President's Cup and get inside the top eight. How important is this uh, next three events for Tony? It's huge. You know, last year he wasn't in as good a position as he is this year. He had an incredibly hot playoff, but couldn't get inside the automatic berth, you know, position. And this year it's, he just feels really strongly and in, in that he just wants to take care of business, not leave it to being picked. Even though he, he, he is a, a very logical person to be picked. He played great at the Ryder Cup. He's proven that he plays, you know, he shows up in big moments. He's had eight top tens or five top tens in his last eight majors and three top fives. He's played with Tiger and, and placed in the top five of the Masters, third in the Open Championship. But he feels that, you know, he just doesn't, he doesn't want to rely on that. And he knows he can just get the job done these next three weeks and, and get an auto, or next two weeks and get an automatic berth. So that's his goal for sure. Uh, that's his focus, and uh, he doesn't. He wants to be on those uh, cup teams. That's super important to him. One of his biggest goals starting the year is to be on the Presidents Cup. So this is a huge next two weeks for him. 
How would you assess his uh, game right now? I know you guys have worked on a lot of things this year, and um, he switched to the claw putting grip. And you mentioned to us last time we talked to you that he was really comfortable, but the results hadn't shown that. It feels like that's starting to improve. How would you just kind of describe what the journey he's gone through this year and, and how he's, he's played and where he at, is at currently? Yeah, we were talking about last night. Um, any Anybody that gets to the Tour Championship, you know, has had a pretty good year. You know, when Jordan missed the Tour Championship last year, you could tell that was a big deal. You know, that meant, that means something. You're at East Lake, and there's only 30, 30 people in the practice rounds and in the locker room, and, and you know that you've had a good year. That's a goal. Being on the President's Cup is a goal, and winning is a goal. I think it, he has a chance to still accomplish all his goals this year and uh, put himself in position to, to, to honestly have an incredible year. There's still a lot to be... A lot, lot of golf to be played. These are three great courses for him. Three ball striking golf courses: Liberty National, Medina, and East Lake. So, um, I like where his game's at. He feels obviously great about his game coming off of the third at the Open Championship, and uh, he played great in the last year's playoffs. So, I think he does tend to do better when there's more on the line. It, it he's a, I feel like he's a lot like Brooks, where Brooks, he's pretty ordinary most of the year. And he is far from ordinary when it means a lot. You know, Brooks is brilliant in the major championships, the world golf events, when he it piques his interest or where most people feel too much pressure. That's when Brooks is amazing, right? Uh, our, he has been on this incredible run. And Tony, if you actually look at the numbers and look at the stats in the major championships and the playoff, when a lot of people start to buckle, he shows his best stuff. So I'm excited for the playoffs. I expect him to be it his best he has been all season these next uh, three weeks well that's good stuff Boyd we appreciate you taking some time and uh, you've been gracious with it as well just wanted to congratulate you again on the fantastic summer with your kids and their success and uh, as well as uh, with Tony and Wyndham and some of the other guys that are out there I mean just you know well done it's been fun to watch you and we always appreciate you taking a few minutes to fill us in on on how things are going out there so really appreciate it hey I appreciate you guys thanks for supporting you know, me and my students, my kids, and, and, and golf in Utah and, and golf in general. I appreciate it. You got it. We'll do it again. So enjoy Thanks, the rest boy. of the week out there at uh, Liberty National, huh? Yeah, we will. We'll have a great time. All right, cool. And there you go. Boyd Summerhays joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. We'll take a short break. The show continues next. Thanks for being with us here on the show on Real Golf Radio. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. The best 
I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, thanks so much to Boyd Summerhays who joined us there. And, uh, wow, uh, quite a bit of information. Uh, if you're not following him, uh, be sure to check him out, Summerhays Golf on Twitter. And, you know, again, he posts some great stuff about his kids, but also his stuff with Tony and Wyndham Clark and other t- uh, pros and, and uh, students that he has that he works with out there on the PGA Tour and otherwise. But uh, Boyd is really one of the up-and-coming, and it's not even maybe so much up-and-coming anymore. He's, he's there, but he is, he's one of the, I guess, teaching pros that's becoming more and more discovered. And what his kids do, did this, this uh, summer is just unbelievable. Really yeah, cool. Yeah, it is unbelievable. They played some great golf. Um, to see both of them do it at the same time um, in opposite weeks, to see uh, an older brother helping out his sister, uh, you know, and caddying for her to, to kind of get her through. Uh, he had to been on adrenaline after winning um, the U.S. Um, junior amateur, men's junior amateur, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool to see what's happening with that family and, and uh, how they're all competing and playing golf. Yeah, how do you celebrate winning the U.S. Junior and qualifying for the U.S. Open and the U.S. Amateur? Go caddy for your little sister, the U.S. Girls Junior. I mean, that's pretty cool, yeah. right? I mean, that, that's what you want to see. That's the kind of cool golf stories that you want to follow for sure. Uh, at the Northern Trust, the playoffs continue. Um, a lot of good things. Uh, my boy Troy Merritt off to a great start. Uh, hats off to him. And, uh, you know, again, uh, some of the headlines, Tiger withdrawing, Jordan Spieth off to a great start. Rory's playing well. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff happening this weekend at the Northern Trust. So we'll continue talking about that. The caddy's going to join us here on the back nine, hour number two. We'll also do a little tech talk with our buddy Jeremy Butler from Fujikura 
I don't think the golf shaft gets quite enough credit or attention for what it can do uh, with your swing and how it can affect your ball flight. We'll get into a little tech talk with JB from Fuji on the back nine. Hour number two, it's coming up next. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. USA Radio News with Wendy King. President Trump's visits to both El Paso and Dayton to offer condolences following the weekend mass shootings were greeted by protests. In public remarks during the trip, the president lashed out at Dayton's mayor and Senator Sherrod Brown of Ohio over their characterization of his visit with victims hospitalized in Dayton. I get on Air Force One where they do have a lot of televisions. I turn on the television and there they are saying, well, I don't know if it was appropriate for the president to be there, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, the same old line. They're very dishonest people, and that's probably why he got, I think, about zero percent that he failed as a presidential candidate. In the investigation of the suspected El Paso shooter, the suspect's mother called local police in Allen, Texas, weeks before the attack, concerned about her son owning an AK-type firearm. This is USA Radio News. Do you wish you could get better sleep and maybe lose a few pounds? Maybe more than a few pounds? Well, there's this product called Calitrin that helps with both sleep and weight loss. Just listen to what people are saying about it. I've been taking Calitrin for right about three months, and I've lost 24 pounds and 19 overall inches. But my sleep has improved. I have so much more energy, and I have the desire to succeed more than ever. Anyone who needs weight loss, more energy, and better sleep, this product really does deliver. I'm Roger. Uh, Over the three months that I took the product, my sleeping habits uh, are increasingly much better. I got a better night's sleep, and uh, I just can't say enough about the product and how it makes you feel. Also, I uh, additionally lost a little bit of weight on the program as well. Hi, this is Aronson. I take Calitrin for weight loss, and I've lost about 20 pounds, and I feel great. Calitrin is scientifically proven to help with sleep and weight loss safely and effectively. Check it out at TopLoss.com. That's TopLoss.com. The Labor Department saying that 209,000 Americans filed first-time claims for unemployment benefits last week. That's 9,000 fewer than the week before. Lawyers for the family of the El Paso shooting suspect say his mom called police because she was worried about him owning the gun that authorities say the 21-year-old eventually used to murder 22 people at a Walmart last Saturday. The lawyer is saying that it was a purely informational call that she made to police in Allen expressing concerns about him owning the gun considering his age and maturity level. A Texas public safety officer told her that because her son was 21, he was legally allowed to own the gun. In California, four people dead in Orange County after a man goes on a robbing and stabbing spree last night. A police spokesman says he is now in custody. But he does have a criminal history. He has been arrested before, but I don't know what that criminal history is right now. This is USA Radio News. Parents, the end of summer is here. You want to get the best deal ever on a good night's sleep while you're paying for all that stuff for school supplies? How about getting the best deal ever on a My Pillow? Good night's sleep for just $69.98 for two My Pillow premium pillows, $34.99 per pillow, the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. A good night's sleep is worth twice the price. So go to MyPillow.com, click on the two-pack special, use my promo code USA, get great savings on a good night's sleep. Canadian authorities believe they found the bodies of two teenage murder suspects that are linked to three deaths in remote British Columbia. 
Royal Canadian Mounted Police Assistant Commissioner Jane McClatchy. At this time, we believe these are the bodies of the two suspects wanted in connection with the homicides in British Columbia. An autopsy is being scheduled in Winnipeg to confirm their identities and to determine their cause of death. According to experts, laughter is the best medicine. USA's Chris Barnes has the story. Experts at the Mayo Clinic confirm that laughter activates and relieves stress response and promotes circulation and can help Alzheimer's patients. And now some comedians are using it to do just that. Danny Klein-Modisette is a stand-up comedian in Los Angeles who's founded Laughter on Call after her own mother was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. She says one-on-one time with a professional comedian has changed her mom's life, improving her mood and her appetite, and slowing the disease's progression. And Modisette notes that being able to connect through laughter helps anyone relieve isolation and loneliness. So for USA Radio News, (laughs) I'm Chris Barnes. Take us with you on your computer or mobile device and listen anytime at usaradio.com. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. The second nine. The finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at Real Golf. We had a great hour number one. If you missed it, you definitely want to check it out on Twitter or one of the podcaster sites, a conversation with Boyd Summerhays and uh, ended up being a two segment. We extended it out and it just was really good to, to hear from him and also uh, about you know being a dad, being a golf coach on different levels from uh, helping your kids to training some of the best in the world like Tony Fino. Uh, really cool stuff and good conversation. Conversation. If you missed it, check it out at Real Golf is our Twitter handle. It'll link you to all of the uh, sound files and everything that you need to know. Or check out your favorite podcaster site; it's available for you there as well. Still to come here on the back nine, hour number two, we'll welcome in our America's favorite caddy. Stops by as usual as well as a little tech talk with our friend, the director of sales and operations for Fujikura Golf, Jeremy Butler. As we talk a little golf shafts, twenty years, Bob, been doing Real Golf Radio. And yep. the one that helped kick it off from a sponsorship standpoint, 
uh, on the national level was Fujikura Golf. And uh, we've been good friends with them and have learned a lot about shafts and had the opportunity to be involved with the, uh, help to market their business over the years as well. And it's uh, always good to get JB back on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Fujikura has been a great um, partner, been uh, great friends. All of the guys, JB included, have done um, some great stuff for us and for the show and that kind of thing. There are a lot, a lot of great friends that we have there. I know there's a lot of our friends uh, from the radio show that play Fujikura Golf Shafts because of uh, the, their sponsorship and, and the way they followed the show. So we appreciate them. You know, one of the things, uh, we're going to get into FedEx Cup playoffs, certainly some big headlines, Tiger Woods withdrawing. And uh, so it's kind of up in the air what, what, what might happen with him and, and the future for the rest of the playoffs for Tiger. Jordan Spieth playing well. We'll touch on that. One of the things that I found to be compelling that Boyd said, Bob, is that the players sometimes we we tend to gravitate towards practicing our strengths and not necessarily our weaknesses because it's a lot more comfortable to practice our strengths. Jordan Spieth is a guy that's not been comfortable. He has really put himself in a uncomfortable spot. He's been Mm -hmm. answering the questions with the media. He's been working on the things. He's been very open about what he's been working on and the fact that he's getting stuck and that, you know, he's coming over the top and he's yanking a lot of shots and really just getting out of position. And, And yet he's been battling through that in public. It's a lot easier to work on your weaknesses in private. Jordan's been doing it in public, and it looks like he's maybe turned the corner. Yeah, you know, his his putting has has continued to get better and better and better. Um plus 4 strokes gained in in his second round. Um you know, Brandel Chambly came out this week and criticized him and said just go back to swinging like like normal. Um don't try to 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 do anything drastic to change your swing to to get more distance that kind of thing. So he he has been getting hit pretty hard, but I'll tell you what's fun to see him start to turn things around. Um, especially um, being able to hit the ball better and putt better. Yeah, we'll get into that more as we continue. Just getting started. Hour number two continues next. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the epic flash with flash face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution 
resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Big Bertha. It's an iconic name. Some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well, now, the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, Consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest to launch distance iron ever. Get big time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. This segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the ball that changed the ball, the Chrome Soft and Chrome Soft X. Chrome Soft X now available. Let me see that again. Chrome Soft X now available with triple track technology. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. Boy, there's a lot going on there. But I pulled it off. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, we appre- twister. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate that. Uh, Bob and I are going to be playing in a monster tournament uh, this weekend, and this is where the golf course has tried to set up ridiculously hard, unfairly hard. Pins are kind of sideways and things, tipped, tipped all the way back, that type of thing. So uh, we will be relying on our Chrome Soft Xs to uh, get us somewhat close to the hole, as close yeah. as you can with these sort of goofy yeah. fun. Ter- but I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I asked you to play, and you said, yeah, and, and which is great. I, I kind of think that maybe the old Bob wouldn't have wanted to play a monster tournament. Am I right? <laughs> But you were in. You were like, yeah, let's do it. You know, it uh, it gets fun when you're an amateur again. <laughs> I know we got to adjust our open there. It still calls you professional. I don't want the USGA listening to the show going, wait a minute. It says professional golfer Bob Casper right there in the open. Yeah, that's right. Because you are. I'm not a professional. Uh, so so how, how do we want to edit that? Former professional golfer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Is that how you want to be? Or just yeah, yeah, former stellar amateur golfer. bob casper also known as a former professional golfer (laughs) the uh the artist formerly known as a professional golfer we'll go with that that's right yeah that can work (laughs) hey um speaking of uh the artist formerly known as a major champion and prolific winners jordan spieth we just kind of left off there and i cut you off a little bit because we were going to break but uh again we talk about the 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 trend the the progression that uh that uh, that he has made um jordan spieth and, and I love what you said about Brandel. In fact, Jordan even mentioned in his comments, he said, you know, playing with Matt Wolf and seeing how he just kind of goes at it and a lot more aggressively. Right. And Jordan said, I, I used to do that. That used to be me. I was more aggressive guy. And he's like, I probably should just go back to that. And Brandel kind of piled on, I think, those comments. But what, what does that mean? And do you see that happening for a guy like Jordan? Well, I think, you know, a lot of times uh, a guy – uh, gets out on tour. He has a lot of success. He starts to go through a uh, a, a tr- slump, so to speak. 
And in doing so, I, I guess you get a little cautious when you're on the golf course. You, you don't want to make a big number. Um, you know, he drove it out of bounds, what, two or three times last week? Yeah, he's had uh, triples and doubles, and this is yeah. strange, yeah. So I, I think you get a little bit cautious, and I think, you know what, he, he doesn't have anything he needs to worry about. Um, you know, he's got plenty of money. He's got uh, a, an opportunity to play golf. Uh, he's got an opportunity to win golf tournaments, that kind of thing. Just go out and freewheel it. Get aggressive. Uh, you fire at flags. Your putter is going to give you an opportunity to make lots of putts, make lots of birdies. If you, you, know, you miss greens, you make a mistake, it's going to give you an opportunity to to um, get it up and down and that kind of thing. So you, just go have some fun. I, I think it just becomes a little bit uh, that you want to improve so much and and get to 100% with, with everything in your game. Just go out and have some fun and score and uh, see if you can start winning golf tournaments again. So he opens up 67-64. If we go back a week ago, Bob, uh, we were talking yep. about Jordan again, and he because he opened up sixty four, sixty seven, so he's at the yep. same number. He's at two oh eight after two rounds, and he's or sorry, sorry, no, 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 I, I went too far there. He's at uh, what is that one? That's at one one thirty one after yep. after two rounds. He then goes on and shoots seventy seven in the third round. I mean, inexplicably, uh, at the Open Championship, he went seventy sixty seven sixty nine, and then a seventy seven in the final round of the Open Championship. Uh, a weekend at the U.S. Open when he opened seventy two sixty nine, then he went seventy three seventy six on the weekend. Uh, you, you, you get the uh, the picture here. So yeah. I, I want to say that the progress is there for Jordan, um, but I guess we need to see it over the next two rounds. Uh, it's it's in no there. About it, that's where you start wondering if it's the mental thing. And what did you say his strokes gain putting was through the through two rounds? In the second round, strokes gained putting, he was plus four. I mean, that's ridiculous, right? That's the Jordan that we knew. I mean, Jordan was the putter. In fact, I think I said it multiple times on the show. This is the first clutch, great clutch putter that we've seen since Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I didn't. And, you don't think that kind of thing will leave you quickly because it never seemed to leave Tiger, at least for over a decade anyway. He had that run. And so Jordan sort of has lost that, went back to focusing. And then going back to what Boyd said about practicing your strengths, you know, he actually had to leave that. He had to forget about putting for a while and try to figure out what's going on with the long game. And maybe that, again, was a result of why the short game struggled. Yeah, and, and you know, putting, I think putting, and I've said this before, Jordan Spieth, I think everything focuses around his putting because he is a phenomenal putter, a great mid-range putter. Um, and when he puts well, it seems like things start to fall in place better. You know, a short game is always good with, with his wedges and his putting. Um, but as far as his iron shots, as far as his drive, driving the ball or hitting the ball off the tee, those are the things that kind of have left him. And now that his putting's coming back around, maybe that'll take less pressure off of the long game. And then he can start to get more aggressive, start to have more fun, start to freewheel it more and, and shoot better scores. And hopefully that continues on on the weekend. You hope so, because like Brandel pointed out something, and I can't remember if we brought this up on the show last week. And, I, you know, I, we, we like Brandel. We like his stuff. I think he brings up some very good points. But he mentioned that, when you look at his stats, off the tee, strokes gained off the tee, approach the green and tee to green, those are all, you're talking 184th, 155th, and 160th. Yeah, it's crazy. And his note was, guys, that's the kind of numbers 
that you lose your tour card from. Yeah. You know, you find yeah. yourself out of professional golf. It's, it's a razor's edge. And he says, now, I don't think Jordan's in danger of that because he's such a phenomenal putter. And on the season, he's fourth on the PGA Tour in strokes gained putting. So he's been able to save that. He's 18th in strokes gained around the green. So he's getting it up and down. His wedge game's been better. So for those reasons, it's going to save him. But, man, that sure puts a lot of pressure. And to his point is that's how the fact that Jordan has hung in there the way he has speaks to how good his short game is because the rest of his game is really not good. Yeah, it's really not good. He's really not striking the ball well, and that long game is what sets you up to be able to have those opportunities to make putts and make birdies. All right, Bob, real quickly, uh, before we run out of time here, when you look at the FedEx Cup standings, everyone is paired for the for the playoffs based on their standings. So one, two, three, mm-hmm. Brooks, Rory, Matt Kuchar. Uh, did you see, I mean, going into the year, did you see that? And then uh, the second three is Xander Shoffley. Gary Woodland, Patrick Cantley. I think Woodland's probably a bit of a surprise. Cantley, maybe a little bit, but um, Gary obviously vaulted up and won the U.S. Open. Dustin Johnson, Paul Casey, Webb Simpson round out the top ten. Um, or I got one off there uh, because they were threes. That was a top nine. Yeah, John yeah. Rahm slips in to finish out the top ten. Do you, is that how you kind of saw that going, or is that a bit of a surprise? And do you think this similar lineup will be uh, what we see next year in the playoffs? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, you look at the, the top 10, you, you think always think of Brooks Kepka, you think of Rory McIlroy, you think of Dustin Johnson. You know, those are the guys that you think of, those three players that should be one, two, and three, so to speak, whatever. Um, but Rory McIlroy's played some great golf. He's won a couple times and uh, 12 top 10s. Matt Kuchar won two times early in the year, and he's continued to kind of just uh, float along there. But... Um, you know, Webb Simpson, he's got the hot hand right now. Yeah, he does, uh, doesn't from, he? Went from 10 in, in, in President's Cup all the way up to number six. Um, so, uh, you know, that bodes well for him because he's trending correctly for that for that cup team. Um, yeah, I, I think I think there's a lot of guys in there that you wouldn't expect to be in there. Um, but I think the, you know, the top, the marquee players, the Kepkas, the the McElroy's and Dustin Johnson, those guys I think are guys that'll stick there and you'll see there again next year. Phil Mickelson checking in at number 34. That might be a bit of a surprise. Thought he'd have a better year uh, going into this season, but he's in the middle of a hard reset. So we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, playoffs roll on. We'll continue next Uh, caddy joins us and we'll get a little more insight on Liberty national Medina East Lake. These golf courses, fantastic for the playoffs. It's all continuing next right here on real golf radio. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. 
Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Good to be with you. Uh, Once again, this segment is brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. And did you know that they are number one this week in Jersey? In fact, they've been number one at golf's biggest events. More players use Odyssey putters than any other brand. The number one putter at the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs, the Northern Trust Open, the number one played putter on the PGA Tour for all of 2019. Number one putter on tour, number one putter in golf. That's Odyssey. Check it out at odysseygolf.com. There are bag rats, and then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Oh, yeah, that music means the caddy's joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Caddy, how are you, buddy? I'm good. You know, there aren't a whole lot of bag rats at Liberty National. There might be a bunch of them in New Jersey, but not at Liberty National. Well, I mean, look, that, that, that's a perfect uh, segue, right? I mean, they basically took that from a, a rat nest and made it into a, an amazing golf course. It's quite the transformation. Every time I hear that story, it's still remarkable that the guys decided to invest so much money into that. And when, when it seemed like every turn after turn, they were met with resistance and setbacks and more costs and delays. And wow, I mean, it just it was quite a journey. 
pretty impressive. It's a cool place. It's uh, kind of linksy looking, even though it's not linksy, and it it is really cool to look at the skyline and you get some great views of the Statue of Liberty right there. I mean, it's right there. So what kind of golf course is it? It's, it's not, you know, a linksy type golf course, as you say, but it's not a parkland golf course because there really isn't any trees. Well, it has 18 holes. So it's one of those. <laughs> and nice. No, it, it, it's more like, it's more like a parkland golf course, with just not a lot of trees. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's basically a, something you'd expect to see in kind of in Westchester County without the trees. So has a few. It has a few trees here and there. So but it doesn't have the big there. mature trees of Westchester ish, but Oh no no no. Yeah. No no. Yeah. No, but it's 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 designed more like that. And it's it's uh it's got the the high kinda high grass sort of fescuey looking stuff surrounding the edges and things, but you won't see many guys in that at all. Uh, in fact, I don't know if I've seen anybody in that stuff. Um, it's kind of hard to hit it to it, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's more a, even though it's like a tree golf course without the trees, without a lot of trees. <laughs> that's that's classic. That's classic golf brain damage right there. It's a tree lined golf course without the trees. That's what it is. That's it's what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. Like Oakmont. Oakmont's a tree lined course without the trees. <laughs> but it wasn't always a tree line golf course without the trees. I mean that that golf course they took a lot of trees off, right? Oh, crazy thousands of trees, I think. Actually, was the number or hundreds certainly. Well, Caddy, oh, yeah. you you talk. So we talk off the air. Sorry to cut you off, but we talk off the air often about golf courses and you have a chance to go make the book. So you're literally surveying these golf courses and looking at all angles that the players. Uh, will be might be facing, and there's times when you just come off and say that is a gem of a golf course. Detroit Golf Club was one that you mentioned recently that we hadn't seen before, and you fell in love with it immediately. What is it about Liberty National that the players tend to like, and also what makes it so difficult? Well, what makes Liberty difficult is it is it's a little tough off the tee. Um, it's not driver on every hole, or if it is, you got to fit it in here or fit it in there. So. It's not the kind of course you just whip out the driver and bombs away. Um, but you know, there's obviously a couple holes like that. But it's 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 more demanding off the tee. It's, you got to think a little bit. So that's the main thing about Liberty. Um, I think the coolest thing, Bob, is that the 14th hole is a wedge shot par three, and nobody can hit the green. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that stuff. You know, but. You know, it's a 528-yard par four, and, and and Brooks Kepka is hitting driver nine iron to it or something, and making it just almost just taking it down with his brute force. And then, you know, we get to this little 14th hole par three, and virtually, virtually no groups have come through the first two days, and and all where all three players hit the green, and it's a wedge. Come on, it's a wedge. It's not a, it's not that small a green either. It's a little bit, but. Anyway, I, I love that stuff. I love the short holes. So you talked about the 14th hole and it being a little short hole. What are some of the other holes coming down the stretch that are going to be difficult for, for the guys or, or holes that could, guys could score on to win the golf tournament? Yeah. Well, 15 is a brutal par four. Uh, it's pretty tough drive, dogleg left, and a narrow green, narrow long green that can play long. It's 
obviously the wind's a factor, but so 14 is a birdie bogey hole with that wedge hole. And then 15, just it's, it's just a kind of a raw par four. And then all of a sudden 16, you can certainly try to drive the green and you could have an eagle and a bogey there if someone drives it in the water and someone drives it on the green. Um, 17 can be a tougher and easy hole depending on conditions. Um, and 18 is a pretty brutal hole. 18 is pretty long uphill dog like right. It's long. It's like five something, I think, par four. Um, so that's, you're not going to see many birdies. If you need a birdie on 18, you, you should have made one on seven. <laughs> that's the I love it. That's the love you get from a caddy right there. You need a birdie on 18, you should have made it on 17. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's classic. Hey, thanks for the sympathy, pal. Uh, yeah, nice. Hey, um, so, you know, look, they go from Liberty National to Medina to Eastlake. That, that's a pretty good three-stretch. I mean, the PGA Tour wanting to make an emphasis on the fact that the playoffs are big events. you got to play them at good golf courses, and big golf courses in all three of these uh, kind of fit into that mold. Certainly Liberty National, a lot newer, younger golf course, if you will, versus uh, Medina and Eastlake. But uh, talk about the transition going from Liberty National to Medina to Eastlake. Yeah, it's quite a switch. Three very different courses. You have Liberty, which is, of course, my tree-line course without trees. Then you have Medina, which is a classic oak tree U.S. Open type golf course. Um, just, yeah, I mean, you just expect the USGA to show up there uh, at Medina. That's what it looks like, and pretty, you know, pretty narrowish fairways, lots of big mature trees all over the place. Beautiful golf course. And then, uh, of course, East Lake. Then we go to the South, and we've got all of a sudden we've got that brutal Bermuda rough, um, different grass completely than Medina and. Liberty, uh, so three three pretty different golf courses. That's for sure. Interesting. Well, um, all right, Caddy, let's transition a little bit. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Tiger Woods? We've talked a little bit about him. He, he withdraws. Obviously, was not playing well. And then we we hear of the oblique strain. You know, one of the things Bob and I were talking about is you know if you once you start hearing Tiger talk about some of these other injuries it does start to make you wonder. I mean, there was a pattern where for a long time it was the knee. That's what everyone was worried about. And then all of a sudden we saw some Achilles come in there. We saw, you know, I think it was an elbow for a little while. And then we had the back and all the focus was on the back. But then you'd hear about a neck injury or, or something or other. Strain. Um, yeah, these different kinds of strains, right? So now you got this oblique strain. Does I, I don't want to nitpick it completely to death, but it does make give, it gives you concern when you consider, you know, look, Tiger's the, the defending Masters champion. Uh, he certainly did something very special winning at Augusta earlier this year, and now he can't finish this tournament. Yeah, it's amazing how the momentum switched since the Masters win. Uh, he had played really well last summer, almost won a couple of majors, then he won the Masters. Yeah, it just everything looked so promising and wow i mean maybe he's going to get to jack's record now what anything can happen and then since then it's just been oh my goodness all these injuries are back and now you have doubts about it um so pretty disappointing to, to see is one description of it but also a little you're kind of worried like ooh, you know was that stretch of good golf just kind of a flash of health that has now gone away uh 
you know, it's worrisome to me when I watch him since the Masters walking around and how he's swinging a club. And, you know, I, I, I guess he had a great practice day Tuesday and then couldn't even swing it Wednesday. So, man, yeah, it's, it's kind of a bummer. It, it looked like the unbelievable had happened and he had overcome all this stuff and he was healthy again at age 43 and life was great. And now it's like, Oh, reality. I'm back to visit us. Yeah. He's only, he's only played what 13 competitive rounds since he won at Augusta. So my question is, and I'll throw this out to both of you. Is he the kind of player um, now at his age with his history of health and that kind of thing where he's going to, he's going to play hard uh, for, maybe one event of the year, uh, like he did uh, tour championship last year where he, where he wins this year, he plays hard, gets another major at the masters. Um, is he going to be a one and done type of guy? Well, hmm. I don't, depends on how you define that, huh? I think he would have played hard. I mean, obviously played hard all last summer. He almost won a couple majors last year. And I just, it's, it's a question of, can he, um, Again, play like that um, right now in my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it going, ooh, you know, does, does a prolonged period of rest do the trick here? You hope so. He's going to have one coming up if he wants. He's going to have a lot of rest um, before the springtime next year. So I don't know. I just, uh, you know, everybody wants to see him play well. He's, he's fun to watch when he's playing well. He swings it beautifully, probably swinging it. Yeah, you know, swing looks great. I mean, you can't complain about that. Everything looks good, but yeah, you, you know, you saw him missing some little putts too, and you got to think, hmm, you know, does that have to do with the back? It's hard to putt when your back hurting. You know that. It's really hard to putt when your back hurting. So. Hmm. Yeah, I look. I look at it on two angles. We've talked about this, and we're out of time. But bottom line is, Tiger doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. And uh, the fact that he came back and won, at least if if nothing else, he goes out winning the Masters. If you if he's not able to really give it a go again this year, or 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 ever, it's certainly better than the way he just was forced to sort of go out. You know, at least he came back and and picked that uh, fifteenth major up. That's pretty awesome. I mean, it's special. I think anytime Tiger's feeling well enough to go out and compete. It's special and worth watching. The guy's one of the greatest of all time and uh, arguably the greatest. Uh, you know, you can you could have that discussion. So uh, anytime he's feeling healthy enough to compete, you know what, we'll enjoy it. And if he's not, you know, there's still that quality of life that he has to consider. He doesn't, he, he doesn't forget that it wasn't long ago that he wondered if he'd even be able to walk and be able to enjoy time with his kids and all that type of thing. So there's some serious issues here outside of golf. But from a golf perspective, which we talk about on the show, and from a selfish perspective, hopefully he can get things right. It's a simple oblique screen, and we can see him next week you know for for that matter but um i don't know it, it, it seems to be a bit in doubt right now we're up against it caddy thanks for your time man really appreciate it always good to visit with you and always fun to talk some golf thank you gentlemen give me liberty and give me golf <laughs> <laughs> i like it and with that we say goodbye to america's favorite caddy all right that'll do a short break we'll come back a little tech talk jeremy butler fujikura joins us next So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. 
I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something. uh, Something is getting closer. Holy. And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway's now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to the caddy for spending a couple minutes with us. Always good to visit with him as well. And uh, just a reminder, you can catch us online, realgolfradio.com, Twitter handle. Give us a follow, at realgolf is our Twitter handle. Love to have you there and get join the conversation. Instagram and Facebook, it's Real Golf Radio. Easy to find us, and uh, you can keep uh, up on what we're doing throughout the week as well. Uh, time for a little bit of tech talk. 
We like to do this with our good friends from the industry, guys that we've known for a long time. One of the cool things about doing this show for 20 years is the relationships that we've made within the golf industry. And our next guest is one of those. Good friend of ours, Jeremy Butler, is Director of Sales and Operations for Fujikura Golf. So we're talking golf shafts here. And in, in fact, in the spirit of our 20-year, Fujikura was the very first national golf sponsor that first Real one. Golf Radio ever had. Yep. Uh, it was really, you know, going back to the days of Pete Sanchez when he was there and just, it was, you know, Fujikura stepped up. We, we were actually there to meet with some of the major manufacturers. We got a, a, a tip to go meet with the guys at Fujikura. We didn't know anything about golf shafts at the time. I mean, I shouldn't say that, but we didn't know the industry and the golf and, and the, and the people. Yeah. And uh, we sat down there, and, and uh, they took a flyer on a, a couple guys from Utah, and they helped us launch this where we were, you know, really kind of pioneered golf radio in, in syndication, and, and here we are 20 years later. So really, yeah, really cool stuff. Crazy. And since that time, I, I've not only certainly out of appreciation for what Fujikura has meant to us and our show and being able to do what we do, but also just the technology that they provide. Often it's the overlooked um, part of the the golf club, especially when you're talking drivers, it doesn't get a lot of attention, and really, it has so much value and and uh, has such an impact on what goes on with your swing and your your uh, you know your overall shot and shot shape. It's the engine, as they say, right, Bob? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, it's the engine. So, with that in mind, we uh, we welcome in, as mentioned, our good friend, uh, the director of sales and operations for Fujikura Golf, Jeremy Butler, joining us. Hey, JB, how are you, man? Good morning, boys. I'm doing great. Thank you. I'm doing great. Congratulations, 20 years. Uh, we are we are proud to have been a, a part of your run with you guys, and obviously, uh, the friendship over the last 15 years that that you all and I have created has been uh, lifelong, uh, and I. I hope that it continues on for years and years to come. Well, I hope so, because if it's lifelong, we want our years to be a little longer. We want our life to continue <laughs> for a few more years. So, yes, absolutely. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, awesome. Yeah, so it's, I mean, look, JB, we've been spoiled. I, and, and shafts have, you know, maybe we'll take a little bit of credit for that. We've, we've certainly um, played a, a role in trying to talk more and get more exposure to the shaft industry and things like that. But it really is a bit of an unsung, you know, um, part of the whole, you know, g- golf club or, or, or equipment equation. Would you agree with that or am I overstating that? No, I think, I think you're correct to a point for sure. Uh, you know, we've got something that has uh, a crap ton of technology in it that we're covering with paint. We're hiding. They all kind of look the same, you know, where other components of the, the golf club, you know, you can add moving weights, you can add screws, you can add, you know, carbon and see-through and window and all these kind of things. We can't do that as much with the shaft. We can put it all in there. We can tell you it's all in there, but you have to trust us and what it's going to do for you. So tell us a, bit, a little bit about what's in there. Um, you, you know, the, the Ventus shaft is the shaft that, you know, some guys, some pretty prominent guys are using on tour. Um, tell us a little bit more about it and uh, some of the new, um, the new ventures that you've got coming with Ventus. Yeah, well, Bob, first of all, there are some prominent players on tour, but there are a couple prominent radio guys that yeah, are also using absolutely. it. I just wanted to throw that in there. Okay, JB, tell them what it's about. We appreciate you guys very much. Obviously, at the, at the core of it all is carbon fiber, right? The, the graphite carbon fiber material that we use inside the golf shafts. That, that's what they're made of. You know, we, we cover it with paint. We, uh, we show what, what we can graphically, but uh, it, it's what's inside that matters. 
and in particularly on Ventus with the, the technology that we've put in there with these new aftermarket shafts that we call VeloCore. VeloCore, uh, Velo meaning velocity. It's all about speed. It's all about what can we do to help the golfer generate speed. We've used some incredible materials in the, we, we call that the bias sheet, the, the plus and minus 45 degree parts that go into the shaft. We're using this pitch 70 ton carbon fiber material. It's super strong. It's super lightweight. In fact, it's 150% stronger than some of the other materials that are out there being touted that, like T1100G. So uh, it gives you stability. And with the VeloCore, we've taken that 70 ton pitch fiber and we've matched it up with a 40 ton high modulus fiber. You know, all of these that we're talking about, when we talk about 70 ton and 40 ton, we're talking about super stiff, ultra lightweight, aerospace grade carbon fiber material that we're putting into the golf shafts to help all of us hit the ball better. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it does get a little technical there, and I'm sure there's people driving down the road right now going, 40, what the? I don't have a chemistry degree and understand what's going on. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago, JB, that the guys, especially at the highest level, wouldn't would not trust a graphite shaft in their driver because they just felt like it wasn't stable enough or it wasn't consistent enough uh, that there were too many variables. And so that's what you're talking about, right? I mean, from the the early days of graphite to now must be some kind of uh, revolution, some kind of journey, huh? Absolutely. No doubt about it. From the materials that are available to us as manufacturers, and then also our manufacturing techniques, the knowledge that we've gained over the years, uh, the stability, the, re- the repeatability, the consistency of a carbon fiber shaft is it's not your grandpa's carbon fiber shaft of old for sure. It's, it's high tech. We at Fujikura, we call it rocket surgery, the combination of brain surgery and rocket science. I like it. Hey, that's pretty cool. So you've, you've said some pretty um, interesting words, stronger, um, uh, stiffer, faster, that kind of thing. This isn't a shaft just for the top echelon players. This is a shaft that you make for um, all types of players and, and that can that's, be used by all correct. types of players. That's correct, Bob. Uh, that's the joy of carbon fiber as well. We can, we can make it work for guys who swing at 127 miles an hour uh, on tour. We can also make it for those guys that are the weekend warrior, the guys who play every day that – don't swing it quite as fast as those guys. We go down into the 50 gram range. We go down into the R2 and the regular flex options. They utilize the same technologies. We just soften them up and allow them to perform better for each swing type and each swing speed that are out there. So when somebody is choosing a shaft, right? I mean, a lot of times, I mean, certainly if you're just buying it off the rack at, uh, at a pro shop, uh, a, a driver, for instance, it's going to come with a stock shaft and it, uh, it's going, it might be, have some name familiarity recognition to it. Or it may or may not. Uh, what, what is it that you look for? Cause I think most guys, they go, Oh, I'm a stiff shaft guy or I'm a, you know, uh, an M flex or an, you know, an X flex or, or whatever it might be. What is, what, do, what do you recommend? How there, there's, so it seems to seems that even that technology has been superseded that it, you can't just be a, there's so many, there's gotta be different levels of stiff flex. And, and so talk about that and how you would approach choosing uh, the right shaft for you or getting custom fit for the right shaft for you. 
Great, Brian. Um, my first recommendation is to go see a custom club fitter and get custom fit for your golf club. So with that, the custom club fitter will be able to measure your swing and, and see what, see what shaft option will work best for you. The, uh, there's no industry standard for a flex of a golf shaft, right? So, and even, even it's, it's a number, it's a, it's a relative number, a relative letter, uh, within a, a given, uh, shaft range, even for us, you know, there's, there's different characteristics that go into an S flex, an S flex of one series an S being a stiff flex of one series might be softer in the butt section than a stiff flex in the, uh, in another shaft line. But, within it's all relative within that given shaft line, a regular flex, a stiff flex, an extra stiff flex. So we're looking at uh, a lot of times we're looking at the golf swing and how somebody is loading that swing. How do they get that golf club from the top of their swing back down to the golf ball at impact? Are they smooth and silky? Are they hard and jerky and fast? And with that, then we can, recommend a shaft with the specific characteristics in the butt section, in the mid section, in the tip section to perform best for you as a golfer. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what you need to be, you know, folks need to understand that just if you're silky smooth or firm and jerky, whatever does not mean that you, one is better than the other. It just is what it is. It's the characteristic of your swing. So you dial the shaft into that to maximize what the club head can do. And the shaft will provide that exactly. speed for the club head to be able to deliver the most out of that, your swing to the golf ball and make the most out of it. I mean, that, that's what really what it comes down to. And that's, what's been so cool. And I feel a little bit spoiled because you know, again, with our relationships and being able to go into Fujikura and get fit and have some of that and, and even working with uh, custom fitters here in town, uh, you, you know, you can really dial stuff in and, and it, it, it'll affect your game. Bob, I mean, I mean, even at your yeah. level, you, it will affect your game if you get dialed in. All right, JB, before we uh, run out of time, you mentioned uh, we talked about Ventus, Velocore, all that. You, you, we've seen it in blue. Bob and I are both playing it in blue. You've got some new versions coming out. Tell us the main differences be- with red and black versus what's currently out there. That's correct. Thank you. Yep. So to continue on with kind of the Fujikura fitting profile of a, of a color indicating a launch characteristic, we've come out with a, a Ventus red, and which would be your higher launching version than the blue, the blue being your mid launch. And then we've got a Ventus black, which is your lower launching version. All three of which are low spin models, but you can adjust your launch pr- profile based on the shaft color, red being a little higher, blue being in the mid, black being in the low. Um, our tour reps have had it out uh, on tour for a couple of weeks. They, they introduced it a little a little bigger scale this week at the Northern Trust Open. Uh, Pat McCoy out there doing a great job every week. You talk about getting fit and having something for everybody. Here's the best players in the world, and every week they're working with shaft guys to optimize the performance of their golf clubs so we're super stoked on it the red and the black they launched september 2nd uh across the country at a at your fujikura charter dealer um so go to fujikuragolf.com and uh, you can find your charter dealer near you and they will have the new ventus red and the new ventus black starting september 2nd Awesome stuff. Jeremy Butler, Director of Sales and Operations for Fujikura Golf. And by the way, he did give us a little bit of nudge. For those of you that have been Fuji fans for a long time, you're very familiar with the brand Speeder. And uh, I understand a little something coming down the a little something something coming down the pipe there, JB. 
the, the evolution of speeder continues. So uh, hold tight for the fall. And actually, the uh, the winner of the Women's British Open uh, ha- had the new speeder Evolution 6 in her driver three-wood, five-wood. Wow. All right, there you go. You heard awesome. it right here. So let's keep it tuned. FujikuraGolf.com and uh, follow him, uh, Fujikura, on tour, on Twitter, and uh, keep an eye on this. If you're a speeder fan, the new Evo 6, uh, from what we're being told, coming down the line. JB, thanks so much, man. Always good to talk to you, buddy. Thanks, Phil. Let's have a great weekend. Appreciate right. the call. You got it. Jeremy Butler, Director of Sales and Operations, Fujikura Golf, a little tech talk right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. We'll continue the show next. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Hey guys, it's a great time to get into Barbecue Pit Stop, Utah's barbecue pro shop, and get the tools you need to up your barbecue game. Barbecue Pit Stop has the best selection of the best smokers money can buy, like Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more, plus over 200 rubs and sauces and lots of accessories. I know you're wondering if you really need another grill. Well, a smoker isn't another grill. It's an upgrade from your grill. I haven't turned on my gas grill since the day I got my smoker. Head into one of their three locations in Layton, Salt Lake, or Lehigh, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried and Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried and Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Make you into golf, the place to shop for dads and grads with their summer savings sale happening now. Go faster and farther with the new Callaway Epic Flash Driver with flash face technology for more ball speed and distance. Get custom fit for free today. And measure your distance with Bushnell GPS and range finders and save up to $70. Choose from the Phantom, the Hybrid, or the Tour V4 Shift. Uinta Golf is your place to shop for the hottest golf gear this summer. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to everybody who joined us today on Real Golf Radio. Uh, Boyd Summerhay spending quite a bit of time with us in hour number one. America's favorite caddy, Jeremy Butler from Fujikura, who just stopped by for a little tech talk. Really appreciate it. Mostly, we appreciate you for tuning in and joining us each and every week, however you access the show. Here on uh, Sirius XM 211, the Dan Patrick channel, or uh, as well as many of our affiliate radio stations or podcaster sites. Thanks for checking us out. Twitter handle is at Real golf be sure to tune in there bob should be a fun one as we uh, watch the weekend at liberty national the great views and then it's on to medina east lake on deck yeah east lake on deck cutting down to 70 and then to 30 in the next two events on the the corn ferry tour 25 that will get their tour cards after this week and then uh and then you got that three tournament finals all right that's gonna do it for us thanks to dave glauser our producer for bob i'm brian we'll see you next week Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.